This is Sandra Hindman, founder and president of Les Enlumineurs. We specialize in manuscripts, miniatures, historic jewelry, and other small-scale works of art from the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. Welcome, and please enjoy today's podcast. When I was asked to prepare something for the 30th year anniversary of Les Enlumineurs, which is this September 2021, I was asked about our catalogs. Since the beginning, Les Enlumineurs has published many, many catalogs. I think we might be on number 50 by now. Well, I was asked to pick my favorites. And you know how that's kind of hard to do. Like, you can't pick your favorite child because they're all your favorites. And in some ways, all my catalogs are my favorites. But I ended up focusing on two. And maybe I'll pick other favorites for another mini podcast. The first is called Colorful or Haute en Couleur. It might be one of the last catalogs we published bilingually in French and in English. And its idea or the idea behind it was to take all the expressions about color and miniatures that of course have color in them and discuss them historically and culturally and even anthropologically in terms of their color. Did you ever wonder where these phrases came from? Blue blood, red carpet, carte blanche, purple prose, white as the driven snow, to see red, gray matter, green peace. Well, all of these and others are in autant couleur or colorful. We took individual miniatures in different colors and matched them with colors in the catalog. So, for example, for one miniature where the bishop is dressed in purple, we discuss the use of these mollusks to make purple pigment. For example, it took 10,000 mollusks to make just one gram of purple. And that's why it was such an expensive pigment in the Middle Ages. We discuss cultural attitudes toward color in the Middle Ages. I was surprised to learn that blue, since maybe the 12th century, is everyone's favorite color, or rather 85% of the people in the world prefer blue. I am not in the 85%, I'm in the 15%, but blue was not the favorite color in antiquity. In fact, the Romans disliked blue because it was the color the barbarians wore. For Romans, red and green were favorite colors. So this was a really interesting project with a a design. We have a great designer with a design that exploited this idea of color. For example, maybe you didn't know that polka dots and stripes are both considered bad in the Middle Ages. If you see people wearing stripes, for example, the tormentors, who are mocking Christ wear stripes, you know that it's meant to convey a bad or evil person. Because in the Middle Ages, they said, well, if God had meant meant there to be stripes or polka dots, 
We would see stripes and polka dots in nature, which we don't. They are man-made. So at the beginning of this catalog, I also explore the idea of rose-colored glasses. And I found, and this is what's so much fun about projects, is doing the research on them and learning things about medieval manuscripts and modern life that you didn't know before. Well, I found that in the 1980s, there was a Mr. Wise. He had graduated from Harvard and had a business project in mind that he implemented, and that was making rose-colored, actually red-tinted lenses for chickens. And he found that the chickens, when they wore these red-tinted contact lenses, were much more peaceful and they didn't peck as much. And as a result, they were much more productive. They laid at least three times as many eggs. So for a mere 20 cents per contact lens per chicken, you could make $600 million in extra eggs and chickens that were not injured by pecking at each other. Unfortunately, the animal expert, or fortunately perhaps, the animal activists got involved and they declared that this was very cruel for chickens and you know that made them go blind and it wasn't good and chickens should go back to natural. And Mr. Wise's um, multi-million dollar project saw its end. However, for a time, the chickens did see through rose-colored glasses. Anyway, we explore all this, or I explore all this in this catalog I wrote called Haute en Couleur, or Colorful. After we published it, someone said, Ups, you forgot something. We published, of course, a normal price list in our catalog because our miniatures are for sale. It had something like 30 medieval miniatures in it. And the person said to me, you should have labeled the price list the color of money. Well, next time. So that's my first favorite catalog um, for today. And that was from, I think, 2005. My second favorite catalog is very recent. It came out just last year. And it's called I Am the Scribe, Joel Ben Simeon. I wrote it with a colleague, Sharon Lieberman Mintz, who is the curator at the Jewish Theological Seminary and a really leading scholar of Hebrew manuscripts. We do a lot of collaborative projects, and because I don't read Hebrew, and Sharon does, and because we're friends and colleagues, she was an excellent choice for my co-author. I am the scribe, Joel Ben Simeon. Well, this was a catalog of just one manuscript, a manuscript that we had by Joel Ben Simeon. I am the scribe is what he calls himself in the colophons of his manuscripts. That is, he signs them. I am the scribe. Sometimes I am the scribe and the artist. And he usually gives the place and the date and often the person for whom he made it. It's a prayer book and a book of customs of laws, our manuscript, with hundreds of drawings in it. Also autographs by Joel Ben Simeon. Of course, the title reflects his colophon. But 
Actually, it's one of my favorite projects because I always wanted to write a book with the title, I am the scribe or I am the artist. Ever since I read a book called Je suis le carnet de Doramar or I am the notebook or address book of Doramar. I collect Doramar apart from my professional life and my personal life. So I follow the literature on Doramar. And this woman was trying to buy, she collected vintage objects, and she was trying to buy a vintage address book on eBay. And she bought one made by Hermes in the 50s. And when it arrived, it had all these addresses in it. Of course, she wanted it for the Hermes cover. But curious, she began to explore all the addresses. It didn't say, I am the address book of Doramar. She had to figure that out from the addresses that were contained in the book. And it turned out it was Doramar's address book from 1951. So I always wanted to write a book where I am the scribe reconstructed, or I am the illuminator, reconstructed someone's life and also their works, a little like this woman did for Doramar. And Joel Ben Simeon is such an interesting person. He's Jewish and he left Germany for northern Italy in the 15th century, where he established himself probably near Treviso. There, he worked for many German-Jewish wealthy bankers, and he even went back to Germany and worked for a family that was partly in Germany and partly in Italy. And he's enormously imaginative. He's so interested in words. So I Am the Scribe, well, his book, the one that we had that is now sold, partly I hope as a result of this wonderful little book, his book is full of hundreds of speech scrolls. In Hebrew illuminated manuscripts, instead of a historiated initial at the beginning with one letter, there is one word that is decorated. And Joel made these into speech scrolls with little heads attached, people sticking out their tongues, maybe even singing sometimes. They're really fascinating. The other thing that he did in this book were masks. He must have really been an observer of the activity around him, of faces and people. And again, there are hundreds of masks in the book, crying, laughing, sometimes attached to speech scrolls. It's enormously inventive. So using this manuscript as a kind of stepping off platform, we reconstructed Joel's career. 12 of his manuscripts are signed and we were able to put together another group, thanks to much other research by other people, another group bringing the total number of his manuscripts to something like 40-some. And an appendix in the book has both translations. For the first time, Sharon uh, translated all of the colophons in all of Joel's manuscripts into English. We published them in Hebrew and in English. And 
we have an appendix with Joel's entire production, thumbnail pictures, we put the manuscripts in order. So this little book really does become, I am the scribe, Joel Ben Simeon, this is my life. So those are my two favorite catalogs for today. Stay tuned. I'm sure I will have other favorites to share with you in the future. And just for your information, nearly all of our catalogs are still available and they can be ordered online on our site. I think it's perhaps only catalog one in 1991 that is now out of print. Thank you for listening. This is the second episode in our new mini podcast series. Please tune in again next week for part two of Manuscript Production, The Material Side by Kristen Racanello, the manager of the New York Gallery. And remember, you can follow us on social media, go to our website, or any of our other digital endeavors, all available online, including our YouTube channel, full of interesting videos. Thank you, enjoy listening, and see you next week.